0: Here we are, folks, up in your business, episode 22, coming at you with another wedding photographer. Uh, his name is Brian Keith Media. His name is Brian Arnold. The company is Brian Keith Media. Um, really excited to have him on. I've been a friend of Brian's for a couple of years now. And um, very talented dude. Very cool guy. And, um, you know, he's got some amazing lighting techniques and a lot of, uh, a lot of cool, cool stuff we'll talk about in this one. Uh, so... I won't give away too much of it. But here we go. We're gonna get into some news. News. You seem to have like a really great article, so what do you, I always have great articles. You're like really hyped over there. You're I'm not like hyped. hiding it and shit. I just Let's don't want hear you what you got.
1: Uh well, first off, I know how much you love sports. It's the second Oh, we're in the third week of the NFL now. Yeah, I've watched every yeah. single game. So you know how much you love football and love all sports. Die hard. Would you ever get paid fifty grand a year to watch hockey, uh yeah, just watch it, watch your you can even call any random team, just watch your team,
0: yeah, I'd get paid twenty grand well, <laughs> but yeah i'll take fifty,
1: so Budweiser is yeah. going to pay someone fifty thousand dollars to watch hockey this season, what, yeah, so they came out with like a uh job posting, yeah, and it's called the chief hockey officer it's in Toronto, Canada, oh, I love Toronto, fifty thousand dollars a year full time what. Why work here? Watch hockey, get paid. That's all they said. You can invite three of your friends because hockey is better with your buds, it oh says. Oh, my God. This so, is
0: unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. Would 50 you, would grand. You do it?
1: Yeah. I don't know what it entails if you need to break down hockey because I don't know hockey too well. But yeah. i think, be like, oh, he hit that guy pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get me a beer. <laughs> yeah. How many Budweiser's come with this job? I wonder, like, uh, yeah, like what the
0: requirements are. Like, do you have to. Do it all day, or like you're just watching every single game, yeah. You're like an analyst or, or something, yeah. I, I feel like that could be a misleading job title, but I imagine you'd have time to do like another job on the side,
1: yeah. But well, I, I guess they do say it's full time, but hockey's not. I mean, yeah. I guess in Canada, it might be different.
0: Oh, Canada,
1: but like what in the off season, what do I'd you do? Toronto. You just sit there and drink Budweiser's, yeah. Hey, sign, get down me up. Like
0: that. sign me up, all right. Um, so actually, this is somewhere where you watch hockey, direct TV. So, Bugs. um, yeah, they do. I, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody who has direct TV to begin with, or like people who have had it that are like happy. Yeah. Like, yeah I love direct TV. Like, no, yeah. it doesn't happen. So, um, I guess, uh, direct TV, um, was going to be merging with time Warner and oh, really? yeah. And I guess, so AT&T owned direct TV from my yeah. knowledge. Yep. So, and they were merging with time Warner. AT and T faked the numbers for its Directv Now streaming service ahead of the company's <laughs> Time Warner merger, according to a lawsuit filed by investors. The suit alleges the media giant pressured employees to boost Directv's Now's numbers by secretly adding the product to existing customers' accounts. That's insane. You know, I've heard so people who didn't even have it all of a sudden just had it just so that they could get more numbers.
1: Yeah, I mean, how much are you getting sued for? Does it say? Um.
0: Oh my God. One former employee even said that around 40 to 50% of customers he dealt with in early 2017 were complaining about being charged for DirecTV Now, which they never signed up for. You 40 know, to 50% of customers. You
1: know what's funny? I've heard like nightmares of people getting DirecTV and they give you the satellite. The satellite yeah. doesn't work. So then you go to their like on like the demand one or whatever yeah. it is. Like, and it still doesn't work. The suit says a variety of
0: tactics were used to promote the idea that DirecTV Now was growing organically. For example, it claims that employees were taught how and encouraged to convert activation fees that customers typically had to pay to upgrade their phones into DirecTV Now subscriptions. That, this involved the customer being told the fee was being waived when instead the customer was charged anyway and the payment was applied to up to three DirecTV Now accounts using fake emails. Oh, my wow. God. That's insane. They're in some fucking dog shit now. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. But why would you buy the Directv if it sucks so bad? What were they just taking the customers, like the clientele? That's a great question.
0: Yeah. I wish I had the answer. Yeah. I don't even have cable.
1: So. Yeah, me neither. I got I just stream everything.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I just think that's funny. Yeah. That's. Uh, I wonder what's gonna happen, and I wonder. I wish I. Could, I wish I could tell how much they were getting sued for, because I imagine it's not um, cheap. No, especially for faking that. It, it was an $85 billion acquisition, which is probably way less valued now because <laughs> half yeah. the numbers are fake.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. So All right. Moral of the story, don't get DirecTV. Correct. Unless they want to sponsor the show, then get yeah. DirecTV.
0: DirecTV, you can reach out to us at hi. At <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Strap in. Get ready for this edition of Up in Your Business. As always, uh, upgrade. Upgrade. As always. <laughs> <laughs> Upgrade your TV subscription to get DirecTV now. <laughs> Sponsored by DirecTV. Um, if you don't get it, we'll fake it like you do and then charge <laughs> you for it. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the podcast. Pass it along to a friend, family, your dog, your cat. Um, tell everybody about it. We want to want to reach everybody. Um, let us know what you guys think. Follow us on Instagram at upinyourbizpod. Leave a comment. Send us a DM. Say hello. Let us know if you got any questions. Peace out. See you.
2: Up in your business, in your business podcast. Business focus for media. I keep wanting to say focus for media. Okay. You can say it. My name
3: is Brian Arnold and welcome to the Up in Your Business podcast. Rated PG for pretty good.
1: <laughs> what Love an it. intro. Love it.
3: <laughs>
2: Let's start this thing off. What is hot? Coming in hot. <laughs> All right. He's here.
3: That's that's how you're going to start? That's the intro oh, right there. Awesome. Let's, let's go. Let's We're get it now. Okay. Up.
2: Brian, great to have you here.
3: Good to be here.
2: It's episode 22, folks. Up in your business. We're here with the one and only Brian Arnold. I'm the tutu. Also known tutu. as Brian Keith Media. And uh, super excited for this one. Brian mm. is a um, self-employed wedding photographer, commercial photography.
3: Yeah. Do a little of everything. Yeah. And you also do wedding videos. Yes. Yeah. Videography. I'm trying to... I do photography pretty much everything but I'm trying to get video to breach the gap from weddings to other stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I love videography, so cool. I'm gonna try to get that going in other yeah. areas too. Cool. I'm gonna be like trying so hard this whole time not to sip this like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah,
1: you're the guest, you can we do won't what you want. You.
2: So uh
3: he's like, um, nice. every time he sips it. <laughs> I
2: wanna turn this off. All right, so I'm excited to have you here, Brian. Cool. Um, thanks for coming in. And uh, we're going to kick it off with our segment, 20 questions. Mm. You ready for this? I was
3: thinking about that on the way here. Like, yeah, you heard it? What are going to ask me?
2: Oh boy, here we go. Okay. So um, this segment is just like rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. So um, just answer as quick as possible. You ready? Okay. Favorite color? Uh,
3: green. Favorite snack? Uh, beef jerky? iPhone or Android? iPhone. Left or right? Left. I mean, lefty or righty? Just
2: left lefty. Or righty. Pick a number one to ten. Seven. Favorite number. Uh, Favorite number. I don't have
3: one. Okay. <laughs> coffee <laughs> or tea? Um, I feel like I had one in you know elementary school, but uh, ooh, coffee. Okay. Favorite drink? I don't know, like. For talking alcoholic beverage, yeah, probably yeah. gin and tonics, it's a good right. go to if it's not thirteen dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> iced coffee or hot coffee? Hot coffee.
2: Steak or chicken? <sighs> Steak. Knew it. Oreo or chips Ahoy?
3: Oreos. Okay. Favorite vegetable? Oh, these are tough. <laughs> I never. These are things that like you don't think about in a daily. What <laughs> what number are we at? We're almost there. Favorite vegetable? Um, avocado. Mac or PC? Pack or me C? Uh, Mac. Work from
2: home or in an office? Office. Your biggest inspirational role model?
3: Um, my dad, because I work next to him every day. Cool. And he's still working his butt off at 57. Cool. <laughs> if
2: you were at a four-way intersection, which way would you go? Where,
3: wherever my GPS told me to go. <laughs> Last time you ran a mile or close? Oh, um, like last week. Cool. That's rare, though. I'm that's just it. I'm not I know you're not. That I was remember. quick. I thought there was, these were going to be like very in depth. Well, you had a tough time. Answer, so. so, nope. That's the podcast. Am I supposed to be close like you guys are?
0: Doesn't matter. Whatever you feel. Yeah, feels, you get a, you get a little you bit closer around there. Yeah. If you want. Yeah.
2: Cool. All right. You ready to get into this, Brian? Let's do it. That's it, actually. We all, that's all we do. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> all right. So, um. This is one I always do. Just start it off. Tell us where you where you grew up and and then sort of get into when and how did photography start for you. One <laughs> He's drinking coffee.
3: Um Oh yeah. People are listening, not just no you have people just listening to the right. audio. That's yes. right. Yeah. I gotta keep that in mind. Um, sorry, we got edit points. Right. <laughs> so um I grew up in Norton, Massachusetts. Still in good old Norton. It's a good uh you know location between a lot of different things i mm-hmm. guess good between providence cape cod boston yeah um still still in norton too yeah and so when and how did photography really start for you you know how it started skateboarding yeah yeah so i i um i got into like video editing um me and my friends used to film ourselves skateboarding and i really the editing part really uh kind of drew my attention just like like piecing together all these pieces of a puzzle and like you get to watch it over again and yeah adding music to it and it was like I'm, i was creating something that i'd see on tv and i was like this is so cool yeah yeah um and then i i think i started filming with my friend's camera briefly and then i eventually got a vx 2100 nice which is like as my first camera that's just like at the time, that was like it's little yeah. It was like the
2: god of all skateboarding cameras.
3: Yeah, I didn't get the death lens though, no. the, the big fisheye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I got you know a cheap eBay fisheye and, and yeah. filmed a lot of stuff. Started filming, just stupid short short film type, funny videos with my friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started with video, and then my senior year of high school, like I got a first digital camera, so the 6.3 megapixel Canon. 300d i think it was oh my god something like that yeah and that was
2: like the t1i maybe or like even, even before, before that, that. <laughs>
3: it was a, it's it was a rebel it said rebel on it yeah yeah but it was before the t series it was yeah 6.3 megapixel and i always i heard online somewhere like someone said you know all you need is six megapixels to have a professional career because that because <laughs> those will print you know that'll yeah. print a decent size yeah. viewing distance right. um, in mind <laughs> yeah yeah and I was so yeah, I, I, learned basically everything on that camera. Wow. Um, and I took some good, some decent photos. You still have it? I do. It's nice. like, that's it, your main it, wedding camera, right? <laughs> that's what you use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's about $82 now on eBay. But that's funny. So what made you lean towards video or photos initially instead of video? If you started with video, uh, yeah.
3: man, I was in, I went to school at Bob Jones university in South Carolina. I was working on my bachelor's degree for cinema and video production for a couple of years, uh, with a minor in photography, just cause like everyone that was in video major <clears throat> just tended to, you know, have a photo as a minor cause they're very, they're pretty related. And, uh, after my first photo class, I still remember like the instructor was like just this much older guy who, you know, shot film 99% of his photography career, photography yeah. life. And, he was very technical really hard to please um very technical with composition and like exposure settings aperture shutter speed all this stuff and you know we were shooting on four by five film and then we went to 35 millimeter film and it was all just a very technical process developed our own film all this stuff and it just became this obsession like i want to like for, with this shot, like, how do I compose it perfectly, like, yeah. like, I was learning about, like, lead room, rule of thirds, and, like, um, leading lines, and just all the basic compositional elements, and then I was just, like, yeah, so then it just became, like, I really got into stills, and then it was, like, I got into the beginner video aspect of it, and all the basic editing stuff, and then photography, advanced photography, and then it came back around to realizing that a lot of that stuff in photography is directly related to video anyways. Yeah, yeah. So when I switched to Hallmark Institute of Photography, um, I didn't finish my bachelor's degree. I wanted to switch to a photography school. Um, so then I went to Hallmark, and they had a video course. So then I kept dabbling in video, and then by the end, I was like kind of just as much into video Yeah. once again. So now I just do both. So, cool. Yeah.
2: And how long was the program at Hallmark?
3: It was ten months. Oh um, pretty cool. they always say like it's basically two years crushed into ten months. Like it was it was, it was intense, it intense? Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. I've
2: I've heard of a few people. Obviously we know Sean D that went there and um Sean Doherty. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah. When you said Sean, I was thinking of Sean Brown. Oh like, yeah. 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 Um Yep. That was like one of the first real like connections we realized we had at that wedding. We're like, you know yeah, this guy, oh, Yeah. yeah. You grew up skateboarding with And me. I yeah, exactly. I skated with him and yep. we used to skate at Foxborough
2: skate park sometimes. I filmed on my VX2000. So
3: oh, really? I was pretty close. What well, my good friend had the VX1000. Yeah. That was a classic too. Yeah. One of
2: my friends has that
3: now.
1: Oh, really? I'm like, dude, it's like Is 30 still years. Use ago. It? Yeah. That's crazy. He well, just got one like a year ago. That guy Beagle from yeah. Deathwish, yeah, he yeah. still films with one of those too.
2: Dude, I don't understand
3: it. It's it's probably like a, um you know, this that connection you have with like Yeah. You know, you're, you're keeping the the craft right back in the the golden days. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think people just still have that connection where they see that, and like,
2: ah, oh, classic. Like, yeah. it just is like a, I don't know, almost like emotional, maybe.
1: Yeah, but for sure. Um, did you like the darkroom photography stuff that you did? I
3: I loved shooting it. Um, the darkroom was always so confusing. Well, not to <laughs> mention the fact that you can't see, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was cool. I like the, the smell of all the chemicals was very strong, and <laughs> I've never smelled anything like it since. I've never yeah. done a dark room.
1: Yeah, I did. I did a class in school back uh, college, and it was just cool to watch it go from literally every step taking the photo mm-hmm. and watching it just be created right in front of your eyes. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah.
3: And then we did the printing room too, like the printing lab. We put the film up on the the enlarger. Yeah, the enlarger, yeah. and then it would project light, and then. You dodge and burn with the actual cardboard tools. Yeah. Wait, you ex- mean
2: dodge and burn isn't just a Photoshop tool? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that is a physical tool. You could put, you like, filters on it, like sepia filters, like actual ones, not Instagram ones. Not Instagram stuff. filters. Yeah. I never it with the filter. That's cool. Yeah, you could, like, <laughs> dye it so it looked a certain way. Oh, it was sick. really cool. Wow. Yeah. We
2: should all do a darkroom little.
3: Whenever I try to remember what is brighter and darker like dodging and burning I can't, I can't remember which ones makes it brighter or darker i always think about doing it in that lab like okay really? I take a dodge and i'm dodging dodge is light right i'm dodging i st- see i you have to think about i think it it's burning because right you're darker. burning it in so i think burning is darker darker i'm darker. pretty sure yeah because the light is making it darker darker yeah because yeah. the more light the dodging more exposure dodging there. is dodging the light less light which is brighter? Photography 101, yeah, people. This is talking <laughs> photography. <laughs> Going back so many years, I want. I still shoot 35 millimeter for fun. Do you? It, it, the thing about uh, shooting film is like, you can put digitally, you can put any filter on it you want and make it look like film, but yeah, you only have so many filters that you can put on it, like, and it's disconnected from the actual image. And when you're shooting film, like, like those those flares and those like lens flares and all those elements that happen that like leak into the, those are actual light caused by, you know, the light is coming from the actual place you were shooting. Right. And like, and every photo is different. Like it's, you're never going to get the same, you know, lens flare or or tweak or weird grain patch or whatever. And sometimes it looks terrible, but (laughs) it's like, Oh, I went right over his face, but (laughs) the next one's really good. Yeah. So so I'm curious, what happened after
2: Hallmark when you first graduated from there? What was, like, um, job search and, and stuff like that? Yeah,
3: um, well, the, it began at Hallmark, you know, as a student, thinking about what I'm going to do when I get out. Yeah, yeah. At one point, I wanted to be a pet photographer. Um, <laughs> I was, like, completely sold on that because I just, like, dogs are just, like, my heart. you know, you got a just, couple of dogs yourself. I, I've always had two dogs. My family's always had two dogs growing up. And I did like almost every project assigned was something to do with with dogs or <laughs> pets, and so I started shooting pets. And then I realized maybe I'll just make this a side thing because I don't. I feel like it's gonna be hard to yeah. make a decent amount of money doing yeah. just dog photography. People do um, love their pets. though. I was gonna say people yeah. will
2: pay a little bit of money for I, that.
3: I do. I mean, I've seen a lot. And I feel like it probably is possible now, but it's a very specific. Yeah. You know, very niche. <laughs> yeah. So and then just talking to other students like Ryan Duvall, talking about weddings. He was saying you know, he's always wanted to be a wedding photographer when we were at Hallmark, but he does like a ton of senior portraits. I'm like, man, I would love to do senior portraits. I don't know about weddings. Like I've Mm -hmm. never even been to a wedding (laughs) as a guest. I don't even know what happens. Um, but I got a couple leads from friends before I graduated, scheduled the weddings. Um, and then those two weddings right after Hallmark. my plan was to, to do weddings for a few years Um, you know, save some money and then get into commercial eventually. Uh, But the weddings just, you know, kept coming. Yeah. I started having fun with them. Yeah. And the two, I shot like two weddings the first summer right out of school. And then the following year, you know, everyone sees their photos and their friends. And so then I had like four or five and then I had like seven or eight. And what year year was this? When did you graduate? 2012. You graduated 2012. That was my first summer. had a couple weddings. Okay. And then it just snowball effect. So I kept get I was getting like 12, 13 per year and then I started advertising on the knot and then that pushed me up to, you know, the twenties, which was, what are you at now? Same about twenties, which yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with, yeah. you know, at at first 20 was like, I like it, but I'm not yeah. making as much money. But now, you know, I'm charging a little more. You, you yeah. step it up every year, charge yeah. a little more. And now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm at the same number of weddings right. and income is a lot better, I'm, you know, better at your, you're used to the business. you learn mm-hmm. a lot. And then,
1: yeah. Are you attending all 20 weddings or do you have a team? Any teams I, you send out? I've never, I've never had people shoot on my behalf without no. me, without me there. Is that because you like to have your names on it? So you want to have the control? Well, that is
3: a big part of it. Um, I heard you and Matt Celeste talking about you know, naming not naming your company after yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sometimes I regret doing it, but there are some benefits to it. It's just a pros and cons, but yeah, that's part of it. Is that it's Brian Keith Media. So like, I've never had anybody want to hire me that is expecting to have somebody else shoot. I'd have um, to that point.
2: Um, I had, I've had two or three weddings. That um, And, you know, my wedding company is, like, Mike and Media. But I've mm-hmm. had two or three weddings that I sent other people to because I had weddings that day. Mm-hmm. And, um, knock on wood, like, no no complaints, no nothing. Everybody was happy. That's good. Product came out good. So, I don't think it's um, – I think it's partly mental. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess I wouldn't push yourself too far. Like, if it comes to that point point, you want to, I don't think I would hold too far back from it.
3: Yeah, I think – well, I've talked my to – Yeah. I've talked to a couple of people who want to go through this transition and Mm -hmm. like from shooting just themselves to having a team. And we've talked about like the like the the different battles and, and, you know, challenges that come with it. Yeah. And one of them is is when people hear about you and people are recommended to you, like they have a certain perspective of what they're going to get and somehow. Uh, Making that clear to them before they even inquire, before they even send that first email, that, you know, they'd have a team. And sometimes it's not Mike Nealon going to shoot the wedding. Sometimes it's not Brian, Keith, Arnold going to to shoot, which is really hard because, especially when it's named after yourself and most of your referrals are personal, you need to hire this person instead of go with this company. yeah, yeah. So. So yeah I i've it. even thought about renaming my company like i mean you could but yeah anyway. anyways yes i mostly myself i i've had since i do photo and video um i've had people want to hire me for both and i'm like yo i can't you know do both uh, one man show that's kind of a lot unless i strap a gopro gopro to my forehead <laughs> and use that for video uh but so though, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, sorry to cut you off. That's
2: an opportunity I think where you can start bringing in other people and so yeah, figure yeah. out
3: who you can trust because
2: at a wedding that you are doing photo and video, obviously you're only one person. Yep. So like we've gotten hired for photo and video and mm-hmm. we've worked with you and we've worked with Matt Surratt and, um, mm-hmm. talented people
3: that we trust. And I think that's a good way to,
2: to get into that.
3: Yeah. So that's exactly what I've done the past like three summers, um, Maybe two, maybe twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Yeah. I I started letting people book both, and so I'm like, you know, if you book both, what we do is we just have a, a lead shooter come in and do the photography, and we we act as a team. Mm-hmm. And I'm always I edit everything, and I'm I stay flexible to where like I'll shoot photos if I'm if we go out for sunset photos, yeah. and like, you know, maybe the the lead shooter that I hire isn't like super good with with off camera flash, and you know that's like what I love the most. Um, I'll just be like, hey, let me let me do some sweet photos. Like I have yeah. something in mind, yeah. and if they're all going back to me anyways, I'm editing everything, so it's right. it's kind of cool. Yeah, you work together, you know these uh, these DSLRs. I use the same one for photo and video, so mm-hmm. it's like it works out. Yeah, but cool. And that's it's been challenging, and I think I think the biggest challenge with that is you want to hire people you can, you trust and are, yeah. are good enough. But those people who are at that level usually have their own business and don't want to start reserving dates for someone else. And, yeah. You know, and that's, you know, move mountains and blue flash. And, you know, I feel like most of the, you know, companies that are hiring lead shooters other than the owner of the company are dealing right. with those issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, it that makes sense. Yeah. Cause the two, the two or three people that I have hired to shoot lead, For me do have their own company and it's always like okay which one am i going to get and that's the scariest part because i want to hire someone i trust and i don't want to just go with some random person um to shoot lead photo for my client yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: especially when they're interacting with the client too yeah Yeah. that's the main person that is really carrying your name and how you react yeah yeah so it's it's tough
3: but you know just gotta keep you just gotta go with the flow learn from learn from the mistakes right cool so, so when
2: you when you first started out of college and started doing these weddings, did you have a another job on the side that was paying your bills, or did you just get right into it with weddings and
3: that was your only work? Yeah, I had a few time a few part time jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at Home Depot. I did some temp work from like for like a, with like a temp agency, like yeah. random jobs, and then I got a Home Depot job for like a year. or So pick things up and put them down. Oh yeah, dude, I didn't mind Home Depot. I've always been into like woodworking and like yeah yeah. You and know, crafty. Yeah, that type of thing. And, yeah, and it was it was like It really fed my ADHD well <laughs> <laughs> Walking through the aisles just looking at stuff like oh yeah. I I do a project with that or like, you know I could use that for a photo shoot You know yeah, the yeah, lighting yeah. section or the you know using things for backdrops and it was kind of cool other than like my shift started at 6 a.m.. And I'm not a morning person, but then I worked at my uh, my dad's shop he installs truck accessories and Uh, works on pickup trucks basically just you know hitches sidebars tonic covers I don't know if you know what any of that is (laughs) so all the accessories. so I was installing them for a long time with him just to help make sure I could pay the bills when I got an apartment and then yeah eventually just got busy with photography and um, switched to full-time I was like I don't think I need a part-time job anymore
2: yeah and then yeah so after leaving these jobs or, or I guess after having these jobs, like when you went to quit them and, and just pursue being full-time weddings, like, were you scared? Were you nervous at all? Like giving up, um, you know, I guess like a, like a
3: safe job or, yeah. or were you pretty confident? Well, those jobs were kind of, I mean, I, I always knew I could just get another part time job. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Worst comes the worst, which I didn't want to do, but, right. um, you knew that you could fall back on another part-time job. Yeah. Uh, but it was a little sketchy. Um, you know, the first time I, I just... It's the first week or two of, of just being full-time photo. But um, I, I, I kind of waited until the point where I had enough work. Like, I didn't just take a leap of faith and say, okay, I got to book 15 weddings works. in the next two months or else right. I'm bankrupt. You know, I kind of waited till. I was, uh, you know, busy enough. So yeah, Yeah, I did it the safe way, I guess. That's
2: good though. Yeah. And so it's been almost seven years now. Six, seven years. Yeah.
3: Wow. That's crazy.
2: So talk about some of the challenges you've had, like being self-employed along the way. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's not easy and, um, being a creative, like there's much more to a business than just being Mm -hmm. creative. Obviously there's like keeping track of your finances, advertising, Mm -hmm. You, you know, just said the,
3: you said just you just said the biggest challenge right there. Yeah, so the bookkeeping. D- go
2: through a little bit of it. Let's.
3: Um yeah, well, I think it's a given and anyone who in the in the creative field knows that, you know, us being what is it? Left brain pe No, yeah. right brain people are more creative. No. I left, think it is left. left no, brain? left.
1: Otherwise left-handed people
3: are left, more creative. Well, people. you oh, use your right you use your right brain right for side. your left hand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> creative people just are you know have more challenges with with the numbers and the business side of it in general so that and i think that's like i think everyone who's in the industry knows that and other than matt because he's a genius um <laughs> but like yeah like i think a lot of, a lot of guys uh that i know including myself just have a hard time with keeping up with um the bookkeeping and um just like going back and tracking all of your progress, tracking all of your, um, and being organized and looking at, yeah, just being organized and putting everything into charts. Like, for example, like uh, ROI or whatever, return on investment stuff. Like, okay, I put this much money into this and I've spent this much, this many hours on this project and yeah. this many leads came from it. and and what's my percentage of, of that. And I've never, like, I've never done like, Yeah. I've just, I'm just worried about like, you know, keeping up with editing. Right, <laughs> with right, making but sure the work gets done. I'm just like, I want to do that, but yeah, I have all these personal projects I want to do too. And that looks, have you ever more thought fun. about
2: hiring like a part-time bookkeeper?
3: I no, I know. Cause the thing is, I know I could do the bookkeeping myself and yeah. I've gotten a lot better at it this year. Yeah. Um, Me too. and thanks to business coaching with, with, uh, Matt but um, I, I've i gotten a lot better at it but I, I want to hire a part-time editor because I think that's smart I, I think the editing takes up a big chunk of time yeah and I feel like the the bookkeeping is kind of uh, more similar to emailing and client management and communication I feel like if I could do all of that together it'd be easier instead yeah, of yeah. like you handle the bookkeeping and I'll do all the client stuff and the editing um, you know I, I think I would still do some editing, but yeah, I think that's the next step for me is that's cool to get someone to help editing yeah. in house, not sending it off to photographersedit.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, no, not, not an actual website, it, yeah, they're oh. good, they're good though. I, I was using them for a while, oh. um, I think it's just I'm just picky, and yeah. I've used a couple other people and they did a great job, like people people that I know, um, they they do great jobs with editing. It's just having someone, I think, in person. You know, you can look over the shoulder and they can ask you their opinion about something. And I think I really need to. I think
2: it's cool, too. I mean, that's a great way to grow. Like, you know, like you're saying, maybe at some point you'll change your name and you'll start growing and having someone you can rely on who then maybe grows with you. Like they start with just a couple hours a week or something and then they keep going. And Mm -hmm. and even someone young, you
1: can teach them your style and what you like and kind of breed them to yeah. make it so it works out. And I'm new to that, to
3: breaching to into that area because it's like, when I think about getting someone that's young and just starting out, it's like, how much are you going to have to teach them and are you going to pay for all those training hours? And it's yeah. Like, it's,
2: I mean, just like you just said, return on investment, like right. you got to put some time into it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you're paying them in, you know, you're going to spend some time like teaching them. And, right. And you've
1: got to think too, like they could learn all this stuff and be like, all right, see you later. You yeah, know, like they for could sure. ditch out.
3: Yeah. I think it's, it's like, you have to find a balance of where, like, okay, I want this person to know how to use Lightroom, but I don't expect them to know my style, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. going to, you know, I I would, it's, it'd be nice to get someone, like, right out of high school who's just interested in it. Yeah. But if they don't know how to boot up Lightroom and, and go to the Develop tab, that's, like, that's just, a, that's a lot of, you know, training. And so, that's mm. kind of what I've been th- thinking about, and I think in the off season of weddings like this winter, I'll probably sit down and do a lot of, um, just brainstorming and and writing out ideas and see how I'm going to approach it. Cool. So, so actually to, to your point, you started to bring up
2: there, um, you know, being self-employed isn't always easy and there's a lot of different aspects to it. Mm -hmm. Um, what are your thoughts and, and experiences with like coaching or having like a business mentor or something like that?
3: Yeah. So as I briefly mentioned, um, I, uh, Matt, Matt Celeste, who you had on here, um, shout out Matt, if you're listening. listening. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Matt. You're the man. Um, we, uh, I, I heard, I saw him post at some point a long time ago about something to do with business coaching or, or some sort of, uh, something to do with business, like meeting one-on-one and, and I had always remembered that. And so like last spring I hit him up and asked if he wanted to take on anyone and mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I haven't really even done anything with that. I'm like, cool. okay, let me be your first guy because yeah. I, I need I'll help. be your test dummy. I need help. <laughs> so I think the the hardest thing and what I needed help with most is I had all these tools, right? I had 17 hats that would manage my business, like manage my, help organize my invoices and contracts and yeah. contacts and like, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's super helpful, but they also have bookkeeping section and they have like a, invoice, uh, income tracking. And, and then I had QuickBooks self-employed and then I had, uh, you know, these other things that, that tracked all my expenses and, <clears throat> and just like my calendar app. And my, I also had a calendar on my 17 hats and like yeah. all these things, all these tools that I could use to, and and they're all just a mess. Like they're all getting all this information and I'm not keeping track of them because I don't know which one's the best to use. Yeah, and so yeah, like yeah. at the end of the year, I'm just kind of like, going back the, throughout the whole year and just saying, okay, let me figure out how much I made yeah, yeah. instead of keeping up with it week by week, month right. by month. So, you know, and it got the job done eventually, but it was a mess. Yeah. Uh, and so he's been helping me with that. Um, and it's been, it's been really helpful to be like, Hey, what's your take on this? Cause like, I think, I think it helps to have a, a third opinion in, in any situation or a second opinion or whatever someone who can just look at everything and just have a a non-biased view whereas yeah you know i've been going through this throughout all the years and just adding to my tool belt piece by piece and not really like and not really i guess like um being able to step back and see with like a as clear of a view because it's just so much clutter build building up yeah yeah and um something a yeah.
2: little more organized
3: yeah i guess so what's been, like, the most helpful,
2: if you have, like, one example specifically?
3: Um, well, the whole, um, yeah, having someone like that in general. Um, and uh, just, I think, I've always said, like, it's been really helpful just to be part of a community. Like, you guys, Sean, Matt, yeah. like, Lauren Halverson, and, you know, all these people that I've shoot, been shooting for and talking to, and all these connections that you make and each person has different strengths and weaknesses. Like, yeah, you know, and, and you get to know the person and you, you kind of like, you learn from them and their style and their strengths and weaknesses and, um, ask them questions and, you know, we refer each other to work all the time, which is another benefit, but yeah. just like learning how other people do business. And which is great that you're doing this podcast. It's along the same, like, you know, you can benefit yeah. in the same way from that. Um, So that's been really helpful is to just be social and be nice and, and like, like be selfless and like want to help people. And then like they help you and just be friends with them and talk business, you know, because everyone does it a different way. And there's so many different ways to do it that you can learn and benefit from. Like, you know, you may not copy someone completely, but like you take little things like oh, i can implement that small piece of what they're doing yeah into exactly to my workflow I was gonna a, say
2: like there's sorry
3: there's like little things you can pick up there
2: like oh i didn't think about it that way like maybe yeah. i can attack this problem this way
1: or maybe i can develop that in that way that's yeah. a big thing i noticed about the community around here too is that it's not really competitive mm-hmm. it's like kind of collaborative yeah mm-hmm.
3: i think it's a good way to look at it i think the ones that get too competitive end up getting isolated like you know like So you don't hear from him much because, you know, if you're too competitive, you don't want to be too friendly. And yeah, I don't know.
1: It's like, how is he going to take advantage
3: of me?
2: Yeah. And it's funny. I was on, um, shout out Joe Kelly. If you're listening, mass construction show. Um, I was on this other podcast with a friend of ours who has a podcast. He does a, a construction podcast and, um, he asked me, he's like, Hey, you know, um, you, you bring in on your podcast, like a lot of times, like your competition, like, what's what's your thought process there and like what's your take and I'm like it's I said it doesn't even like cross my mind that way because there's enough business for everybody like Mm. yeah sure like you do wedding video and photography so do I like we do weddings like it doesn't even cross my mind like you have your certain client and there's people who love your style there's people who love my style our style like yeah there's just there's enough couples and there's enough like business there's there's just so much work and there's just a lot more to be done that way
1: yeah, for sure. And the crossover, too, where you go into the corporate gig, where if we get photographer, we need a photographer all of a sudden. We're going to yeah. reach out to you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah. World yeah. And I think, I always wonder, like, what what clients
3: would think of that. Like, you know, yeah. we're hiring each other for weddings, but we're all, like, also have our own companies. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, do they know that, like, when I, you know, when I shoot for <clears throat> Mike Nealon that they're getting Brian Keith? <laughs> like, are they, like... Oh, all these people in this like community—they're just like basically giving each other jobs. Yeah, like it's so funny to think about.
2: It's so funny to think about. Like
3: if you were hiring a wedding photographer and they're just like, I'm booked on that day, but I can subcontract to like some other guy who has his own company. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I'm like, wait, who am I hiring? (laughs) I always, I always wondered. I never thought that. that. But I mean, at the end of the day, like. I'd be doing all the editing, or you'd be yeah. doing all the editing. They're yeah, yeah. hiring you anyway, so it's like a lot of it is the editing too. But that's what I've sets it apart, I think. Yeah, because that's where you put your style into it. Are yeah, I, well, there's a certain threshold because, like, you know, you can only do so much. You know, you got to get it right in camera. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and true some sure. people have such a wacky style that it's like, yeah. well, editing can't save this, can't change <laughs> the style of this, but like. Are you, are you talking about that distinct look. style? I,
2: the time I shot for you. Yeah. But did you shoot for me? No. Just, I don't. I don't think either. we've ever shot together except like when I've. You've never hired me, basically. Kalina and Andrew. We were. We yeah. We, we were. That was actually. So you know what's funny Aww. is. So two years. Such a it was. It was a little bit over two years ago. We first met. It was at Union Bluff in Maine. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what kind of douchebag is driving this car? Like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I probably just it this got nice it. guy. I think you did because hey. you. Were, Cause then we were talking. I was like, "Oh, that course sweet," and you're like, "Yeah, I just got it." And um, but it was so funny because when we first met at that wedding, you seemed so familiar. I was like, "Why do I know this kid?" And I don't know if we had ever like run into each other at like Norfolk Skate Park or like mm-hmm. Foxborough Skate Park or something. But you had just like this familiar face, and
1: we just kind of like hit it off right away. Yeah, it was all downhill from yeah. there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw on your Instagram that you went to a wedding this past weekend. Yes. Um. How do you view weddings differently, attending them? Yeah. And then when you're going to shoot them, do you, like, judge the camera people? Because I know I do. Well, I yes, yesterday <laughs>
3: I was kind of – I was doing a lot of the photography myself. Oh, you were? <laughs> I was a groomsman. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely different when you go as a guest. Yeah. It's very – I've only been to a guest a couple of times. I think if I was a guest at a wedding more often, it'd be, I'd be able to relax more. Yeah. But, yeah, when I'm a guest – I'm just like, you didn't watch camera, did
2: you? Yes, uh, last weekend.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I did. Because, so I was on stage um, during the ceremony because I was a groomsman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had some kid shooting the ceremony, just like some guy that goes to the church they had the ceremony at um, that they knew. You yeah. know, he did it for like, you know, 50 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. Because they couldn't really, they didn't really want to hire, you know, the, the big ordeal. It was kind they of a small They didn't want to hire wedding. Brian Keith Media. <laughs> Yeah, well, they basically did because he. So he shot the ceremony, and then after I shot all the portraits that did not involve groomsmen. Yeah. Um. And then that other kid shot. I shot to, like bridal party. So and then I did like bride and groom portraits. Oh, cool. And it's it's different because it's like I don't want to be working, but yeah, at the but same time, like this is my best friend. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Like you want to help out. And it's kind of special that because they're gonna have these pictures on their walls forever, like yeah, right. and the rest of their life, and like it's cool that knowing that I took them instead yeah. of just staying there watching them being taken. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to work. I want to relax, but it's worth it to, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of working, but I'm shooting my best friend's wedding photos. It's the same thing with my cousin. He got married recently and I did his video Yeah, and I did full on, you know, a whole time I was shooting. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I did. I gave him the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, you're a nice guy. Yeah, I would, well, they paid me a little bit, Oh, okay. To, the family discount, cool. yeah. but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I was shooting, and it w- I really did want to just drink and have fun because it's my cousin's wedding and yeah, the family's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But it was also cool, like, yeah, I can sacrifice a little bit of fun on okay, your wedding yeah. day for you having a video that your cousin made the whole like, right.
2: for the
1: rest of your life. So. Yeah, it becomes personal at that point. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, I had you, both you guys at my best friend's wedding. They wanted me to do it, but they were like, well, we also want you to be there. And I was like... Perfect solution. So we'll <laughs> subcontract it out yeah. to other companies. <laughs> yes. I had four companies there. Wait, so it was me. I had Brian Keith Media, Matt's Fair Productions, Focus Forward Media. Yeah, that's great. Mike Mailin Media, sort of. Yeah. I edited the video and I edited the photos, but. Did you. Did I you could, a, I'll have to show you the video, actually. I don't yeah, know if I it. Did you put any of your speech in there? did a little the bit the whole thing no i didn't narrated the whole video shut up <laughs> <laughs> liar i like, yeah, i have to show you
3: it's like starts and ends with your speech the whole time <laughs> those there's actually
2: there's actually no b-roll it's just my speech <laughs> and then like one shot of them looking at you while you yeah. talk no but the sunset stuff mm.
1: yeah the sunset photos you took look amazing yeah. Yeah, came those are some of the best ones that, and uh, you know what's so funny is
2: going through the video all i hear was Oh, my God. These are amazing. <laughs> I love it.
3: Wait, whose voice is that? You. <laughs> what do you mean? I wasn't doing the video. Oh. Because I was background shooting photos. Yeah. I was,
1: I was You're like, oh, I it. love
2: these. You guys look so good. All right, Matt, do that again. Oh, these look so <laughs> It
3: was so funny. Well, that's yeah.
1: awesome. You gotta get passionate with your work, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh,
3: you gotta give some feedback to the client so they feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, like I'm doing it right. Okay. Yeah,
2: I try. No, no, they came out good though. That was that was fun. It was cool to see you guys all work together. Gotta yeah. tell you, you know, like top notch job. Everybody complimented you guys. You mm. all work together like a nice little team. Very like nice little, like team. one little family.
3: Would you look at that? I
2: know. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's interesting. ask me another
3: question. Damn it, I got another
2: one. <laughs> um. What, what would you say is the, like, maybe your favorite thing about shooting weddings and then maybe something that's your... Least Open your, bars. Least
3: favorite. Open bar is my favorite.
1: You, do you drink <laughs> while you do what are you do in um, the
3: shoots? I take it one wedding at a time. So yeah. sometimes, like, if it's a friend's wedding or, like, yeah. the, the, cli- the client's just, like, has became a good friend. Yeah. And, like... They're telling me to get offers a Offers like six times, yeah. Or like yeah. get a drink with your dinner or whatever. Yeah, 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 then I'll, I'll drink, but not, never over like a one or two. Yeah, it's yeah, like you don't want so like yeah. yeah. to get too like get hammered. Yeah, So it's this definitely. This photo looks sick. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time, most of it, we pull an Elon Musk and yeah. do it at the wet. No, um, <laughs> most of the time, yeah, I don't, I don't. But um, would you? What was your question? Favorite thing about weddings? Yeah, like
2: maybe like one favorite thing
3: and then one least favorite favorite is I'm um, getting to set up really good photos with great light um, just like doing I love off-camera flash stuff yeah working do. with great like locations because like you know it's a wedding and they're having their this event at the best location they can afford and like it's and I've been I've, I've been to really awesome venues so yeah. we get to go I mean not only do we get to go to these beautiful places, um, but everyone just looks their best they've ever looked in their life yeah yeah um, well Brian groom bridal party you know some of the guests keep it casual but you know <laughs> we get to work with these people who are dressed up and we don't have to worry about it we don't have to hire stylists we don't have to hire a makeup artists yeah yeah and we just get these beautiful people to take pictures of at, yeah. in these beautiful places yeah so I like that part of it um, but the part that sucks is that all of that but yet we're just so time constrained like we have such a time constraint like you know if they don't do a first look we get we get squeeze everything in cocktail hour and i get 10 minutes to take pictures of the bride and groom and that's like torture it's like dude like you know i want to be able to have free creative freedom and that's one thing i like about commercial work that's one of the reasons why i want to go to commercial work and and like portraits even see even senior portraits are fun yeah um because you get freedom. Like if you give extra time to the client, if you take more time to make it perfect, like they appreciate it. Like you're yeah, giving you go, them. Extra. you go the extra mile, and they right. notice. Whereas weddings, you take too long. It's like you're cutting into cu- cutting into reception time. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you getting, you're getting. Yeah, it's a stressful day. Yelled at by the coordinator.
1: Um, so that's probably what I le- what I like the least. Yeah. About little it. do they know though, is that those little couple extra minutes is going to yeah, make yeah. such a big difference just to, you know, yeah. set up that light a little bit differently exactly. or to make yeah. one little change. Yeah. I feel
3: like usually the, the best photos come towards the end of the session because you're just perfecting it the whole time. Yeah. And then definitely. towards the end you're like, yes. I like, agree. And unless the sun's just like right on the horizon and you only have three minutes until <laughs> it's disappeared. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Doing weddings, obviously they're 90% of the time they're on Saturday or Sunday. Like what how does that work with you? Like, do you, do you ever get tired of working weekends or you right now you're still at the point where it's okay or?
3: Yeah. I think the tough part is like, well, during the week I try to work the same as my work, normal hours. So like when I'm done with work, my friends who work normal schedules are done with work and then I can actually hang out with them. Yeah. 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 It's like, and then it's a balance between that and like the temptation to sleep in and like you know, go to the gym, start work at 2 p.m., yeah. work all the night till 2 a.m. And and it's like, I'm not going to have a social life if I do that. Right. And so then, and, and weekends, it's like everybody's, you know, obviously doing stuff and, and having fun and all the events happen. And yeah. Facebook reminds you of all of the events in your Cookout, area that um, you're missing. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's definitely a struggle. Um, and especially like, you know, I, I like to prioritize you know, being involved at my church, I do a lot of, like, the camera work there and yeah. and stuff. And that's really just eaten into that yeah. really bad. Um,
2: do, I, you, do you try to take, sorry, when you when you have maybe a wedding, uh, a weekend with double weddings, like Saturday and Sunday, do you try to take, like, one or two days off during the week so that you at least have some time off? Or do you just you just go straight through?
3: Usually it's just, I'll, I'll take, like, Monday off. Oh, okay. Um, and my dad, so my, like, studio is, like, we renovated a small building next to my dad's shop. Um, so my dad's off Mondays, so if that happens, I'll like, you know, I'll take off Monday, yeah, because maybe I'll like do something with my parents or, yeah, or whatever. Um, but yeah, usually if it's like a triple wedding weekend, I'll, I'll take Monday to recover. Yeah, uh, actually, this wedding is a triple. And I'm this coming sp- Speaking of subcontracting, I'm shooting for, um, Blue Flash, Move Mountains, and Lauren Halverson. this weekend. All three. Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. But no editing. All this right. three, no editing. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> go.
2: Have fun, Sean, Matt, and Lauren.
3: <laughs> yeah. Actually, I might have to edit one for Blue Flash,
2: oh. but whatever. Well. <laughs> and um, yeah. what are your thoughts on, like, because um, I just had this conversation actually with um, someone from Wedding Wire yesterday. But, uh, you know, like, I guess moving forward, like, how much do you like to second shoot versus like doing your own weddings?
3: I like second shooting. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, obviously, the hard part about it is like I think if you take too many second shooting weddings, you can't do like your own. You know, if you reserve dates on second shooting weddings, you can't do your own. And if you're a full time photographer, um, running your own business, yeah. and if weddings are like most of your income, most of your you know bread and butter, yeah, then you you know you gotta you gotta make you gotta make money somehow. And, right. Um, there's only so many saturdays and sundays or saturdays in right. a year um but it's it is nice yeah. second shooting is nice because you don't you know less to worry about um you know doing the job if, if i you know second shoot for a wedding and i put 100 percent effort in and just do everything i'm supposed to do as the best that i can it's still not as stressful as lead shooting yeah. um even if you're taking it easy uh so that's why I have you lead shoot for me usually.
2: So it's more stressful for you.
3: Well, in it's okay. Care. I'll take the stress, make yeah. a little money. No, but you know what I money. did like,
2: you know what else I heard in the camera audio was you saying, I'm going to try to make as little work for Mike as possible. So you shot your photos really nicely. So I didn't have to do it. Did of I say editing. that? I think you did. I, remember I think him. I said the and, opposite. And <laughs> I literally heard him go, nah, we'll just give him as much work as possible. <laughs> I think
1: I might remember <laughs> that. It was when we were shooting Brie oh, like gotcha. in a yeah. hotel
3: room. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. But I appreciate it dude i got you <laughs> i know how it is the
2: editing
1: yeah. and that's the other thing about second shooting is you don't have to do that yeah, yeah. but i mean that's nice of you you know because a lot of people just be like "Oh, will take whatever mm-hmm. i whatever i got you get you know they, don't they can really fix go it in post it. yeah yeah i get really self-conscious about
3: shooting when i know other people are editing um yeah me too and it's funny because over the years i've been critiquing my second shooters and now that I'm shooting for a lot more for like move mountains, um, you know, they're doing the critique now and I'm, now I'm like learning what it's like to get critiqued. Mm. And it's like, it took me a couple, a couple of times, um, getting feedback, but now I'm like, you know what? I need to be teachable. <laughs> like I've always tried to remember to be teachable. Like that's one, yeah, it's a challenge. that's one trait that I think, you know, if you have that, then as long as you're willing to learn yeah. and be, and accept the fact that you, you have a lot to learn and be teachable, be flexible. Like that is one of the best traits that you can have in business. Um, Always be changing, always be growing um, and be humble about it. Like, and that's a challenge, especially when you're getting feedback from a wedding that you shot and you're like, you did all this stuff wrong. Um, You're like, no, I did that. You don't understand. I did this because of this. And it's like, well, okay. Wasn't the best thing to do. Just like, It's fine. But I
1: mean, it's important how you take those lessons. And instead of getting discouraged, you turn around and don't make those mistakes again, or change up your ways a little bit and learn from it. That's the learning lesson is the biggest part. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
3: Um, And that's, that's another benefit from, yeah, like being a part of the community of, of that we're in, in this industry. Uh,
1: It's cool. Yeah, for sure. Because nobody's nobody's a master at anything. You can always learn more, you know, like I'm on YouTube all the time watching videos and like, you know, checking out cameras and doing different things and you can, everything's always growing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just recently last weekend, we,
2: we shot a commercial for one of our clients on Saturday and we just like tried to implement this new thing and we just like, looked up how to do it and we're like, all right, yeah, let's try and figure it out and learn yeah. how to do this. So we can like make this video look a little bit better. Yeah, so it's, it's
3: cool. And I I always, once in a while I'll see, usually it's like a videographer, sometimes a photographer at a wedding who just like, you look at them and the first the first thing you think is like, they're stuck in 1998, like <laughs> like with their yeah. really tiny little camcorder that has <laughs> this big cage around it with this big microphone. Yeah. and they have this big shoulder rig yeah and it's like i mean not that shoulder rigs are bad or microphones right. are bad but it's like you just like yeah, yeah. you need to and like, and i remember one in particular this, this 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 team of two guys and they were just so old school it yeah. wasn't even funny yeah. um and then when i looked at the videos it was even it was even worse Ugh. like i was like wow this is even worse than i expected but yeah. We sat down with them at dinner and really nice guys don't get sure, me wrong yeah, and a yeah. lot of those guys are super nice and yeah. talkative and
2: they're just stuck in their ways
3: they're stuck in their ways and the, what he said to me was he was like you know people don't people don't do weddings like they used to i'm like what do you mean he's like they used to do the whole thing the whole you know big fancy wedding and hire videographers people just don't want videos anymore i'm like what do you mean they don't hire you he's like yeah i don't get as many like i used to used to book thirty a year, and now I got like four this year, and I'm like he's like people you know the video's dying or whatever, and I'm like it's not it's dying not. for me it's getting so much I'm bigger. like man, you just you know be teachable be you know and and here's this older guy who you know we need to respect he paved the way for us, sure, like if it wasn't for him doing what he did, people wouldn't feel the need to have a videographer yeah um he you know people like that really popularized and and kept it moving for weddings, but which is, I respect that, but at the same time, it's like, man, don't, don't complain about not getting work if you're not willing to change. Yeah. You, you got to yeah. grow with the times. Yeah. yeah. And so it's something that takes being humble, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Cool. I don't know how we got I got my time, second
1: so. to last question.
2: Okay. Do you uh, want to talk
1: about like commercial work at all? Yeah. I was going to ask you a question on that. That's good, good. Cause go yeah. on. I was just going to say, cause you were talking about all your corporate stuff and how you're trying to switch over. Like mm-hmm. what, how do you plan on doing that? And do you have anything in the pipeline? Um, so I, I was like,
3: you know, I'll, I'll increase my wedding prices, um, and probably not book as many, but I'm starting to, you know, I'm still, I'm still booking, which is good. I increased my price significantly for weddings. Um, and I was, I was expecting to have more time. And that's part of the reason why I want to get an editor is because um, I want to free up some time for just trying to get new commercial leads in. I've done a few, like, I do headshots for Mansfield Bank in my area. Um, like, I've done, like, work with, uh, you know, real estate agencies, like headshots and stuff. And yeah. there's this small company in Attleboro that does a, that does, that's been repeat business for me for like a few years. Um, they make fragrance spray bottles like for interior of how of houses. So we do like styled shoots and, um, drop and pops for their website, you know, white background stuff. Uh, just miscellaneous stuff that just come, I, I just take it as it comes. I haven't been like trying much. Um, so Anyways, that's what I've been doing. That's what I have, the work that I have now. Do you um, do that all under the the same production company yeah, too? Yeah, same same title. And I've thought about, it, like, when I I want to start either advertising for commercial work or just, like, um, getting referrals, like, you know, doing. I, I was talking to my buddy at the Ari event, Ari, Ari. I can't, I, mean, I never knew which one is. It, is it Ari? Yeah. I've always said Ari. A couple people there said Ari. I was like, it's not they airy. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> it doesn't look airy. Um, and I was talking to my buddy, Brian Zatora, who... Oh, I know Brian. I was going to say, do you yeah, know Brian Zatora? Brian's a man. Uh, he was uh, like as another skateboard world connection from back yeah. in the day. He used to skate at Mansfield Skateboard. He's skate a cool guy. Well. I like him a lot. Yeah. So he's doing really well. Um doing a lot of, he said he did weddings for a couple of years and he got drained and then yeah. now he's doing a lot of like lot of corporate films. and stuff. Films and corporate. Yeah. Like I was on a lot. shoot with them once. Oh really? Yeah. So he was there and we just, we were just catching up. So he said every, pretty much most of like the commercial, I hope it doesn't mind me sharing this. I don't know if he'll, if he'll be even listening to this, but he said a lot of his like big clients, um, connect back somehow to a free job that he did. Um, yeah. like, you know, he did a job for free for someone for the portfolio or he yeah. did a job to get referrals. Um, you know, he, he's like, we'll do this for you. but We just need like, you know, connections and referrals. So I want to start doing that. And it, it's humbling to think that I want to I'm going to do free stuff because he's a big it,
2: proponent like, of free work. And I've talked to him about really? it before. Okay. He has an
3: interesting take on it. I mean,
2: just like you said, like he does it so that he can get referrals and stuff. Yeah, he's t- I remember um, I shot a TEDx event with him. And nice. and it was one that he did for free, which is, that's that's maybe an event that I'd consider doing for free because you're right. like, yeah, I did the TEDx in Cambridge, like it's like one of the biggest TEDx is fucking huge, hmm. so um, and he know. he probably met so many people and they shoot the after party and stuff like that. Yeah. So
3: nice. Um, yeah, no. I, yeah, it's I feel like it's give him credit. Yeah, it's kind of humbling because it's like, you know, I've been in this for seven years. Like, I'm not gonna do anything for free. Right, right, right. But at the same time. I'm kind of new to the commercial side of it, corporate side of it, even though I have I have done a decent amount, yeah. but mostly like local companies, smaller yeah. projects. Um, I feel fully capable, but it's like at the same time, like the client doesn't know that, like, right. you know, if you don't have work to show for it, I guess you got to make compromises. Yeah. And yeah, so um, cool. back to the original question, my plan for doing that. Yeah, just like, Reaching out to to companies, and um, I heard I heard ad agency work is is not that fun because like you're kind of I heard it's I heard it's like a lot more a lot better to go directly to the client because like basically the ad agency is your client and you're doing what they want they have the vision you don't really get that much creative freedom. Well, there's also like, no, um,
2: so. I mean yeah, it definitely depends on the agency. I think someone like us, like when we hire out photographers, like I would say we try our best not to obviously there's a certain vision that the client probably has in mind, but Mm -hmm. we, I think we try our best as creatives to let the photographers do their creative thing and Mm -hmm. do their best work. And yeah.
1: um, Yeah. I would say we give them like guidelines. We're not really like you, like a shot. We'll give them a shot list, but be like, Hey, if you see anything else, you know, feel free to capture it while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's a lot to, there's a lot to learn on that end. A big thing with us too, um, might come up with you with hiring contractors is that I feel like me and Mike always try to be fair to, you know, everybody that we hire. We try mm-hmm. to ask them their rates, try to get them their rates, if not more. Yeah. If the if we can squeeze it into the project because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, they're going to work harder for you if you're going to spend the extra money on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. If they if they feel like they're getting cut short, they're going to do a half ass job. Yeah. They're not going to yeah,
2: care about because it. Because we've had the experience of coming from an agency that really throttled us pricing, creativity and all yeah. that and yeah didn't didn't turn out good. That's okay. why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, you learn from everything. Yeah. Everything's yeah. an experience. Well,
3: this is a fantastic studio setup. Thanks, man. I, I love check. it. Hey, you're
1: welcome to use it whenever you yeah.
2: want. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. It's only $500 an hour. <laughs> nice. Kidding. Dude, I can afford it, man. Um, Not really? Second to last question. Okay. Or or kind of two questions in one. What's um maybe what's one aspect of photography in general that you've really focused on and developed over the years that's become maybe like your strength and then what are like future plans for the business and anything like that? Um,
3: One aspect that I've developed and has become I bet I know exactly a strong it is. point. Um, technically wise, like technically, like as far as like in camera and actually shooting or like yeah. business related. Either way. Um, I mean, I think video the past like i've always known a lot of the same things and techniques for for photography yeah. and not to undermine photography at all but there's there's not as much that goes into it yeah yeah yeah. like f- flat off-camera flash like learning how that works with shutter speed and you know balancing ambient and strobe and yeah. and like there's not that much else that's like super complicated just like composition and getting the shots you need on the yeah. shot list. Yeah. Um, however, sorry, video is, um, there's a lot more to it. And yeah. I've definitely, like over the past two years, my video has changed so much. And whether it's stabilization or audio, getting better audio, which still is lagging behind a lot because, you know, I'm a visual guy and, yeah. and audio just doesn't make sense to my mind a lot of the <laughs> time. Um, and also editing too, like that's probably more than half of, of what I'm referring to is just like the editing, um, using lots, using looks, like making it, mm. making it look cinematic. And, you know, I got, I got a subscription to Artlist, and that was huge. Cause now I, you know, I can pick royalty free music. That's super, you know, they're not going to, they're not paying me for this. That'd be cool if they were, um, that's super cinematic and just like all these different you know, songs. I don't have to worry about copyright anymore. Yeah. Um. Uh. I this past year I started getting into After Effects, doing like 3D text and stuff.
2: Yeah, I've seen some of that. It looks good.
3: Yeah, I'm. It's complicated. I need to get better. I I think with that you need to shoot it with the 3D text in mind. Yeah. Because there's like
2: certain ways to shoot it that'll make it easier in post. Yeah, and make yeah. it look a lot better.
3: Cool. Um. But yeah, video has definitely. Cool. Like you you look at my videos for like four years ago, it's just like man, it just looks so like I don't know. I think switching to show, to Sony was a big thing too. I mean I could have upgraded my canon, but switching yeah. to Sony was Sony's just been like great fantastic for video.
2: Paid paid ad for Sony. Yeah. There's your ad. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, and then what are the future plans for the business?
3: Um future plans. Anything big on mind. Shoot more commercial work. Cool. Um shoot more of what I love. <laughs> I really loved those travel, making those travel videos like India like yeah, when, I, yeah. when I edit those like those are cool. I don't even want to stop editing I'm like it's just so fun to just like edit video footage from a different part of the world and just yeah. make a travel video. It's like yeah. you know obviously it doesn't pay the bills but yeah. unless you're Peter McKinnon but uh yeah that's uh do more of what I love and like I think do more commercial work and I don't know i think i eventually want to move out of the studio i'm in now and get a, a bigger space and um i love being around my dad every day and my my mom always ends up driving by and how you doing you need anything today And i'm like ma i'm an adult like because because but yeah i'll she's, take a sandwich she, yeah right she's retired and like i live right next to my studio which is right next to my dad's business yeah, yeah. um and so I see him every day, and yeah. like she doesn't have much to do, so she's always driving over, and like visiting him, and then popping into my studio. And I'm like, I love my parents, but I, I, I kind of, I just feel too connected. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting old. I, I want to like get out and like. There's a space uh, around the hall, like right
2: now. Is down, it? Yeah, that's open. It's a good. Oh seat. really? Yeah, I'll show nice. you on the way out.
1: Okay, sweet. Cool. Are you getting commission on that or something?
2: <laughs> I don't know.
3: Dude, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Um, you know, things we nice could get paid video. for that, uh, that we're shooting, that we're re- referencing. I know, this right? Podcast. I start putting to my yeah. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming in, Brian. I feel like it's fun. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot. I feel like I could have stepped up my game better with my. Nah. You're great, dude. <laughs> Mike Nealon was one man on a mission to make a podcast. Tell
2: everybody where they can uh, find your stuff, your website, Instagram, all that.
3: Like, follow, subscribe, share. Um, (laughs) So I've been posting those travel videos, and, like, everyone's telling me I should, like, you know, start a YouTube page and get all, you know, be, like, a YouTuber. And I'm like, I just can't be the guy that's just, like, talking to the camera, like, all fake and, like, make sure you, like, follow and subscribe, like, right down there. I was like do that yeah, i don't know yeah. i've seen uh, too much of that yeah I, I don't know and there's nothing wrong with it yeah i'm just like i just want people to enjoy it i'm not doing yeah, anything yeah, for yeah. it yeah where well, are they where huh? are the videos they're on youtube they are on youtube the india ones there's five india videos and i'm making i'm trying to finish the last one i went to india in freaking february and i still have to finish editing that i just filmed too much There's yeah. just too much you to got see a lot of work today it's yeah. eye candy when you're over, <laughs> India is so colorful. Like there's, so, yeah. there's colors, there's different food. It's like a different culture and you're just yeah. shooting everything. Did you go for work or was it vacation? For fun. Yeah. Yeah. You just brought the camera. My roommate from that first college I went to uh, is from there. Um, oh, cool. Cool. So I went to see him again. Visit. He's actually getting married in April, so I'm going back again. Nice. Apparently. You're shooting it? I'll probably make a video, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll probably. Cool. And then take a year to edit it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was your question? Oh, social media! Give yourself a plug. Where's your? What's your Instagram Brian Keith Media at b r i a n k e i t h m e d i a. And your website is brandkeithmedia.com media yeah. dot right? Brian com. BrianKeithMedia dot Media Facebook. Same, we'll tag it. Same yeah. crap. Cool. <laughs> and right. if you can find my personal page, you can follow that too. But yeah. you'll never find it. <laughs> it's it's hidden. It's personal. Cool. Only the elect will. Okay, we're done here. Are we done? Guys, thanks for
0: listening. Pew.
3: If you
2: enjoyed this, let us know in the comments of the Instagram post or leave a rating. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Pass it along to your friends. Brian, shut up. And um, I kind of like it. Hope you guys enjoy Focus the next one. And uh, check us out on Instagram at up in your biz pod. Up in your biz. And we're going to leave now because Brian's done. Goodbye.
3: Chew. <laughs> Did that work, though? That, be that kind of sounded good. <laughs>